The following programming may contain viewpoints and opinions that do not necessarily reflect those of Listen Up Talk Radio. Welcome to realestatetorontoradio.com, the weekly show about buying and selling real estate in the greater Toronto area and sometimes beyond with Aura Ross of the Mulholland Ross Real Estate Group. 30 minutes of hot topics and indispensable advice from experienced professionals that work for you. Welcome back to realestatetorontoradio.com, your weekly dose of everything real estate in the GTA and focusing on the North York area. And central Toronto. Central Toronto, yeah. I mean, And actually now right across the GTA, but we still love that 416 area, don't we? Yes. Oh, that's right. <laughs> don't dig it in. <laughs> you don't live in the 416 I drive by area. it all the time. I'm here <laughs> weekly, but... That's right. You live in the 416. You work and live here. Yes, I do. That's right. I come here for bagels. That's right. And to record a show, of course. Our favorite bagel place just closed down. Oh, no. I know. So so that's one of the things that happened in 2006. Our favorite bagel place closed down. But I thought it would be, um, you know, it comes around this time of year. We start to look back at the year. What changes did we see in the real estate market? Um, What advice can we give our clients going into next year? What projections we kind of have for next year? And, and, of course, I always love to share the, what I learned. Okay. And the things I learned in 2016. It was a, uh, it was a good year. and yes. I, I think for our home sellers, it was a great year. I think for some of our home buyers, it was fabulous. And we're going to touch on why it was better for some buyers than others. Okay. And, um, yeah, I think overall it's all good. And these rates are not going up anywhere. So that's just awesome going into 2017. Great. Stay tuned. You're listening to realestatetorontoradio.com. Buying or selling a home, condo, or investment property might be one of the largest transactions you'll ever make. So it's important to gather as much information as you can, and preferably from experienced, successful professionals like the Mulholland Ross team. When it comes time to make your move, call the Mulholland Ross Keller Williams Referred Real Estate Team at 416-230-8500 or visit realestatetorontoradio.com. Whether you're making your first move or your 21st, the Mulholland Ross team offers over 30 years of real estate sales and service across the GTA. Tune in Sundays at 4 p.m. on Listen Up Talk Radio or Tuesdays and Fridays on Voices Radio, CKAV, to hear the team share advice and information that will assist you with your personal wealth through real estate. Welcome back to realestatetorontoradio.com. So we're going to talk a little bit about the year, and, and you said some things you've learned. A couple of things we've learned, but we'll, we'll save that for a minute. Um, so 2016 was quite a year in real estate, wouldn't you say? <laughs> it affected me personally. It did. That's right. You actually got to experience it full hand, firsthand. Well, my real estate adventure started in 2015 that's and carried right. over to 2016 because there was a long closing. So I got to see a lot of real estate yeah. this year. Yeah. So some of the numbers that came out um, of, of this year, I mean, first of all, we've heard it on the radio over and over again. I don't think anyone has gone through this year without understanding that the Toronto real estate market has gone up 
drastically. We are looking at about a 20% increase on average over this time last year in 2015. Sorry. Right. To, so, so just to put that in perspective as well, in, 2000, in 2015, the average price for all types of houses right across the GTA, as reported to the Toronto Real Estate Board's MLS, came in at $609,000. That was a big number. Um, as of this year, November 2016, the average price is $776,000. is a large jump. That is a huge jump. That is probably the largest jump we've seen. I would have to go back to 88, 89 and just see if... The percentages? If the percentage, but I have a feeling this was a bigger one, but I could be wrong. Yeah. I'm going to check that. And what's really wild, so here's our three years in a row numbers. It went 556 to 609 okay. to 776. Yeah. So if you bought two years ago for 550, your home is worth over 770 today. And that's not taking into account any renovations or any improvements. That's right. That's you did just nothing. What you bought. Yeah, you did nothing. The other thing that we've uh, sort of watching are the detached home prices, and the detached home prices in the 416 area code are now hitting um, 1.3. So your average home in the 416 area is now 1.3. So if you're not in the market. What are you thinking right now? What are you feeling? What do you mean? If, if you don't own the... anything and you're looking at buying your first home. Well, you know, we always talk about that because we have young people going, how am I ever going to get into this market? 1.3 million is just... It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. However, those interest rates, you know, when we talk about the cost of a house, I, I can't stress it enough. I know as a home buyer, we get caught up on that, that number on the top of the offer. Right. You know, I'm paying 1.3 for a house. I'm paying 1.3 for a house. Let's think about this. If you are buying a house and you are putting 20% down, I'm going to use round numbers because my million. math is not... Yeah, a million. Okay, <laughs> thank, thank you. you. We're buying a million dollar house, 20% down. What are we putting down, Todd? Oh, you're testing me. $200,000. There you go. So when you buy a million dollar home, you're actually paying 200000 right? That's out this of is, pocket. This is out of pocket. Yeah. And then you're paying what those darn monthly costs are. That's your true cost of a house. Right. Okay. You're not actually paying $1.1 million that day. You're not coming up with them unless you're paying all cash and you've got a million dollars, you're putting it down, great, you've paid it. Otherwise, you're paying your down payment and your monthly payments. And can I tell you, that's how investors have figured this out for years. That's an investor's mindset. But I want to take it to the guy who's buying the house because really, how much do you have to put down? And, and what are your monthly payments? What can you afford? And that lays out what you can afford for a house. What happens when those rates go up? We've done the math on this, that if even if prices drop 10%, but that rate goes up 1%, your mortgage rate, you are actually paying more for a house. You're put, gonna put a little bit less down and that number on the top of your offer is gonna be a little bit lower. It's not gonna be 900,000 because we've dropped you 10%. But when you work out what those monthly payments are going to be over a 5 and 10 and 20 year period, you're actually paying more for the house when those rates go up and the prices drop. Right. So I can't stress enough that although this market's racing up, as long as those rates are down, it's a good time to find your way in. Is it an equal offset when you look at the prices coming down because the rates go up? Is, is it is it value it, it, for money? It isn't. And I've actually got the calculation worked out based on a $600,000 home and rates going up 1%, dropping 10% for every 1% up. 
Um, I'll share that with you next week. We'll okay. go through it and we'll get it on our website so people can look at it. And it isn't even. You actually have to see a pretty substantial drop um, to offset that interest that rate. rate hike. So then... So where you do save is the yep. initial down payment. Okay. No, you, you know, if, if a house is 900 instead of a million, you're 20%. You know, now you're pay, finding 180000 is your down payment instead of... Two hundred thousand. So anyone waiting for rates to go up so prices will drop, it's really not doing them any great benefit. Unless they've got all cash, and then you know. Okay. But here's the other thing. I mean, based on the numbers we talked about for 2016, I mean, we have buyers sitting it out still. You know, from a year ago, waiting for this market to drop. Today, if our prices drop ten percent today, we're back to August. We're back wow. to July maybe June, right? Okay. We're not back a year or two because we've gone up 20% a year. So where we used to think in terms of, oh my gosh, if the market dropped, wouldn't that be great? People were thinking, you know, for it to drop five or 10%, we were going back two years, back three years. Today we're going back months. months. So we would have to see quite a substantial drop to even get you, we'd have to see a 20% drop to get you back to a year ago. You know, I mentioned that in a previous show a few weeks ago where the market used to be month over month or months over months, and now we're talking about week to week because there are so many changes and adjustments happening. It's true. Um, keep in mind, though, we saw our biggest increase this year between February and June. And then July, August, September, we really kind of stabled out. October and November, those average prices started climbing again. So that period, it got kind of boring for a few months. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's one way to look at it. I was walking around going, oh my gosh, great, a stable market. This is amazing. We know how to work a stable market. We know how to calmly allow buyers time to do their home inspections and get their right, financing in order. It's stable. bidding wars and Yeah, we no still conditions. saw the bidding wars, but we weren't <clears> seeing <throat> week over week increases. Just that mayhem that happened February to June. We're starting to feel it again now in the fall. So I want to touch on that because um, that doesn't happen that often where our fall average prices clock in higher than our springs. That is not a year-over-year -year pattern for us. So we have been in this inclining market, and what we're finding is, yes, our spring sees our, our biggest rate of increase, but then, you know, the summer we tend to stabilize, and then the fall we're, we're climbing from that spring again. So... Right now, our average sitting at 776. In the spring, I think our average is high. Our average uh, price, the highest one we saw, was still in the seven high 750s. So we're up over that. Wow. Um, what that tells me, because we saw that last year as well in 2015, and we were all a little shocked by it. We were actually shocked that come November and December, we were seeing stronger prices than we were even seeing in the spring, and we were feeling this pent up demand. I'm feeling it again, which tells me we might be walking into another hairy, scary, crazy spring market. Mm. And that's sort of my quasi-prediction for 2017. We've got a lot of people talking about buying in the new year. We've got a lot of realtors telling us that they've got people coming in from other countries looking to invest in the new year. Um, our own clients are talking seriously about buying that second property in the new year. So when we hear that at this point of the year, we know we're walking into a 2017 that's going to be busy. And if I'm talking to a few realtors who 
um, are anticipating a lot of people coming in from other countries, then there's going to be a lot of us. Like, there's a lot of people with that yeah. conversation going on. It's not just a few. Do you anticipate a lull? Now, we've talked about this before, where the Christmas season sometimes gets a little quiet, and then mm -hmm. the last couple of years, has it has not stopped. Do you no. see it continuing this year? We, well, we haven't really hit our lull yet. If, if we had a lull this year, I kind of felt it in September. I kind of felt people... We had a beautiful summer, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> it was beautiful and it and it dragged into September and I think that if anything um, I felt people just sort of becoming a little less excited about real estate they were just enjoying their weekends and their time after work and um, and then it got cold so now everyone's back to their real estate so I'm I'm not feeling the lull but I am feeling something else that that I did want to you know really talk about um, and you know, we've had this conversation before where our job, if you're our buyer, our job as your realtors is to help you see past the shiny objects, right? We've talked about this all the right. time. And I have never seen it so obvious in the last two months as I'm seeing right now as far as the buyers wanting those shiny objects. So for our sellers, okay, we're staging, we're cleaning, we're making everything shiny and modern and the soft jazz in the background. You want to make it shiny. Sure, because I'm representing the seller and I want the, uh, the extra emotional dollars from the buyers. And I mean, look at, guys, if you're listening, I'm just giving it to you straight. This is, this is, you know, marketing 101 for sellers. How do we get the most money possible for our sellers? Well, we make it so appealing and so exciting that it becomes an emotional purchase for the buyers and they pay more. It's not deceptive. It's just It's not marketing. deceptive. Um, when you hire us as your buyer's agent, one of our jobs is to help you see through that. And it doesn't mean we want to sell you the, the ugly... Well, there's a lot of ways to put this. But <laughs> we, we don't want to sell you the ugly um, house. What we want you to do is see past the shiny stuff to see some of these homes that are not staged in the modern stage look. They've been cleaned, they've been decluttered, but they're still in the, the seller's favorite colors. Right. They still have the seller's favorite dark gold couch in the middle of the room with red cushions that doesn't match the art on the wall. Right. Um, when we represent you as a buyer, we want to show you those homes. Because we want to show you how the basement's been professionally insulated, how the furnace is amazing, how the roof is great, the electrical's done properly, that this home actually is a better home than the one that's super shiny but actually has a wet basement and an old furnace and appliances that don't work. But they've made it really shiny and appealing. And there's two words that you always use, good bones. Good bones. And, and good bones and, and just smart, smart buying. So when we come back from the break, I do want to touch on that because I have a few stories to share that I just would love to share with our listeners. If it saves you money on buying a house or, or helps you sell more selling a house, I mean, that's what we do. We, we help people with their real estate. Stay tuned. More stories from the trenches coming up right after the break. You're listening to realestatetorontoradio.com. Welcome back to realestatetorontoradio.com. 
did you we were just having a little chat a sidebar yeah. a little sidebar um comparing that detached price because i didn't you know in 2015 in november of 2015 the average price in the 416 area for a detached home was a million 39 and we were all freaking out it hit a million yeah and we are 30 300 sorry three hundred thousand dollars more for a detached home today you just have to wonder where it's going to hit that ceiling well I think I've told you before, I'll never forget my first, my very first memory of anything real estate was when I was a kid. I was probably about seven and I was watching my dad stand on the front lawn talking to the neighbor of our semi in the Victoria Park Shepherd area and semis had just hit, I think about $93,000 and I just remember my dad folding his arms across his chest going, well, I don't know if how they're ever going to get higher than this. <laughs> Little did he know. So, you know, now when we say, well, I don't think, you know, I think this area is really maxed out. I don't think that there is an area that can max out. I think just the, the law of economics is there's no ceiling. I think I want to relay this very quickly. When I when I sold my house last year, mm -hmm. we had a neighbor. And that's one of the great things you guys do is you call the neighbors and say, we're yeah. having an open house. Come see it. She pulled us aside afterwards and said, I need to know what you got for it. So we told her. And she goes, do you know what I paid for mine? Which was identical. Cookie yeah. cutter, 25000 Yeah. And that was probably 40 years ago, maybe yeah. 50 years ago. Yeah. She almost had to sit down when she... Yeah. So well, you're right. It could, it's just going to keep going up. It's just going to go keep keep going up. And and look, that's not to say we won't have dips and, and dips and dives in the middle. Because for all those people that bought in 1988 and woke up in February or March of 1989 to discover that 25% of their equity had just vanished overnight, right. and those people went on and on about how much money they lost, for the people that never sold, did, did you lose money? If you bought in 1964 and you're selling today, do you see any loss in that you know, 50-year process? Well, you didn't. You only lost at that moment if you actually bought it for a certain price and sold it for less it's like a stock it's yeah. virtual yeah. you know well look at someone said to me this recently so these are some of the things i'm hearing in 2016 right when we talk about well will the market dip maybe five or ten percent at some point and i i try to calm people down going well if it dipped we're only going back a few months and and i get somebody saying oh but i will have lost all that money it's like, well, hold on a minute. You bought your home for $200,000 at whatever point, and today you're worth 1.6. Right. You may have gotten 1650 at some point, but today you're worth 1.6. Did you lose money? You bought it for 200. Let's right? keep our eye on the ball. That's right. So, I mean, at any given moment, the market goes down, goes up, and does that. But what we're looking at is that straight line over a 40-year period or 20-year period, which is, which is why... Um, you know, I'm a big believer in long-term real estate plans. I know that in the last year, there have been some people making amazing money, but that doesn't happen every year. This one year, we had an incredible growth. So anybody who did buy and sell, you know, if, if it was their second property, they paid capital gains as well. But anyway, there was a lot of money made. But I would tell you the real money is made if they didn't sell, if they just hung on. Right. And we tell our, our people that are buying, um, you know, building lots or speculating or they call it investing, buy to hold, buy to hold. That is where the real money is made. That's why your neighbor who bought for $25,000 is blown away that homes are selling for over a million dollars. 
she could have maybe sold it for $45,000 a few years later, made her 20 grand, doubled her money. Depends on what your goals are. If your goals are to double your purchase price or, or make a bit of money, then timing is irrelevant yeah. because whenever you want to, you can sell. Right. But if your goal is to live in it as a family, and then when you start thinking about downsizing, then yeah. you sell. Well, I think even some of our investors, um, there's a saying that um, sometimes we give up what we want most for what we want now. Right. I think some of our investors fall into that category. I want that hundred grand out of my house now. I'll sell it. But what I want most, yeah. But what I want most is is real wealth for when I retire or for when my kids are ready and they need help. And if they held on to it, maybe that hundred thousand dollar profit. Um, might have been become a million dollars at some point, Interesting. right? So you just, you know, those are conversations we have with our investors. But let me share a few things I learned in 2016. Pens at the ready. Um, are you ready? Okay. So we talked a little bit about the staging, right? What we found was, yes, homes staged are selling 5 to 10% higher than the unstaged homes. So it's worth the investment. It is worth the investment um, you know, most of the time. We do have some homes, um, and if you're not sure if you fall into one of these categories, really do call us because we certainly do not want you to spend money and time on issues that are not going to help you get more money. But if you, Do you charge for that? Like if you just go out For and... the consultation, no. Okay. There's no charge, uh, no obligation. Okay. But we will help you determine what, what you need to do um, or not do. Um, but I would tell you that almost every home that is in already livable, livable, nice, updated condition deserves the little bit extra time and attention to the staging process. So we've got decluttering, which is a declutter process. Then we have staging and staging is where we actually add the lipstick. Right. We make it appealing. We make people just want to snuggle onto that couch, onto that big cushions. We add the big art. We make sure the lighting is just so right so that people just emotionally are triggered to want that house. Right. So that is one of the big ones. Um, my big one this year was, and, and again, we've talked about this. My big one this year was be careful of the agent who knocks on the door and says, I have a buyer interested in your home. You know, the, I was went on a huge rant this summer over this because we met so many people and sadly most of them were seniors who had sold their home to an agent who came to their door with a buyer the numbers are incredible I mean your neighbor had to sit down when you told her what you sold for if someone went to her door today with that number she'd be equally as excited not knowing that she might be leaving a couple hundred thousand dollars on the table. Or they would say, we're prepared to pay 800000 and the lights go off, and she goes, $800,000 for this home, not realizing that she That's could get right. another five. Or That's right. And especially for some of our homeowners that are saying, well, you know, my neighbor sold for a million, but he did have the renovated kitchen, and, and I don't have the renovated kitchen, so maybe my house is worth nine fifty. Not realizing that her lot is six feet wider and the builders would actually pay more. Right. So there's so many little there's so many little uh, details that we just would love the opportunity to review with our sellers. We just love um, to you know for our clients, our sellers, our goal is to make sure that they are aware of what their home is worth at any given day. Any given day is the same way you can probably go into your bank or into your stockbroker's website or whoever's managing your funds to see what your market value is today. And you say any given day because there may have been a recent sale that is influencing the market. That's right. 
and and they may be unaware of that. They That's may be right. unaware that the neighbor two streets over sold yep. virtually the same house and it's pulled their value up. That's right. We've also got um, you know city zoning things going on where I'm sure our listeners, if you live in the 416 area code, you're probably aware of some change to your own neighborhood that you didn't even know was possible. For example, you didn't know townhouses could go on the next street and boom, they're going up or that a condo is going up at the corner. You didn't even know. Um, so understanding the changes to your own immediate neighborhood that can affect the value of your home. And I mean, sometimes, you know, years ago, if there was a condo going up at the end of your street, you'd be going, oh my God, it just brought the value of my house down because right. now there's a big condo at the end of my street. Well, in today's market, that could be a huge plus because if it's gone on, a new condo's gone on your street, chances are the city's going to support townhouses or some other growth around you, which if your property is abutting it, it might actually hugely affect your, the value of your home in a very positive way. And we need you because if I'm looking at that, I may I may say that condo is still a bad thing for me, but it could be a good thing. And I don't know. I don't, don't have experience. It. Yeah. And that's why we need you to yeah. sort of decipher what's going on. That's right. And so the people knocking on the doors and, and look, um, they're working hard. And, and for those of you who've had me at your door, I come to your door. I, I, I like to go out and meet the neighbors and see if there's any questions. I mean, look at I. I'm sitting in my office, and the way I see it is if you don't come to me, I better go out there to you and see if you have any questions. Yeah. So um, I get that. Um, you typically don't hear us knocking on your door saying, I have a buyer for your house today. We're trying to find out if you have any questions so we can provide you the information so that the day you're ready to make a move, you're, you're, you're equipped. Um, and what I'm also trying to do is just help those homeowners understand what the value of their home is because the guys that are knocking on the door um, are being hired by their buyers to find them a house. And the buyers are saying like, listen, I, I've got a million dollars. If you can find me something on that street for a million dollars, I'll buy it. And off the agent goes, knocks on your door and says, my buyer will buy your home for a million bucks. The thing is, is those buyers aren't buying homes that are on the market because they're, they know they have to pay market value. Right. And they don't want to. And, and I know sometimes you're at the homeowners going, well, you know, if there's only one agent, there's an adjustment in commission, blah, blah, blah. Okay, just watch those numbers because an adjustment of commission is not usually a hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars off that price. Right. Depending on the price of your home. Um, so, so again, we just want to make sure you're absolutely sure the people knocking on the doors with the, with the offers have a buyer. They're representing their buyer. And all we're saying is you as a homeowner, make sure you have your representative. Right. And if it can be us, that's wonderful. Certainly, if we can help you establish um, the value of your home and answer any questions you have so that the day you wake up and decide it's time to sell or somebody knocks on your door, you are loaded with the information. You're not going to be taken advantage of. At the end of the day, it's a contract. I mean, selling a home. Yes. Why would you sign any sort of contract without legal representation so why would you not have an agent working with you when you're selling your most sure. prized asset? Yeah. And at least come gather that information from us because we're out there offering it to you and we'll, we'll be pretty straight up. I mean, this year I had one lady call me uh, with an offer in hand and I was pretty straightforward and I told her, I don't think we can beat that today. Yeah. Uh, that is a great offer. I do request you go to your lawyer with that one. Um, of which she appreciated because there was a lot of things her lawyer changed because remember all she did was give me a number. Oh. There's all sorts of things that go in those offers that you want to be, you want to, you know, have explained and know about. So really it's just, you know, 
I, um, I really want to protect our buyers and sellers. I'm trying to protect your money, spending it wisely and making sure you're earning uh, what you deserve when you go to sell a house. Great. Well, we're going to take a short break and we'll come back and just wrap up with what we've learned this year. And, and, and what we think might happen next year. Oh, great. Yep. <laughs> Stay tuned. More Real Estate Toronto Radio right around the corner. Welcome back to realestatetorontoradio.com and we're going to do our prognostication with Wyerton Willie. No, he's not here, but we're going to no. talk a little bit about... We do need a little real estate guy like we need a, <laughs> who comes out of the hole and tells us what's going to happen next year. And make it a day event. It's got to be a That's holiday. True. That's true. Yeah. You know what? I'm on to that. Um, North York so, Nelly or something. So, you know, it'll be interesting next year. Um, I'm feeling that pent-up demand... Um, and sales are, I mean, sales alone are up almost 17%. November um, saw 17% more sales than November 2015. That's the amount of homes that traded hands. I'm actually expecting our number of sales to go up. Anything that's going to slow that down is going to be inventory. If we do not have the inventory, we cannot sell the homes. What happens when that inventory stays low? Prices go up. The pressure on prices go up. And... I'm actually anticipating that same sort of inventory we had this year where there just was never enough on the market. There was never two or three in any given neighborhood at one time for buyers to choose from. It always felt like there was one home. Right. And the buyers were literally running from one sign to the next sign with their little offers. And I'm kind of feeling like we're going to feel that next year. And I do suspect we're going to feel that rush up in prices starting right out of the gate in January. I'm already feeling it now in December. I think we're going to feel it in January. The question becomes, will it go up at the same rate and for as long next year? I kind of feel like we're not going to feel the 10% a month. Not that we really saw 10% a month, but it kind of felt like that. Like yeah. it's 5% five, 5 every month for four months in a row. I, I don't know if we'll feel it to the same extent. Okay. The um, uh, Remax actually came out in the Toronto Star last week and projected an eight percent increase in prices next year, which seems somewhat conservative, eight percent. But well, if you actually did a straight line going back around forty years, you'll find we sit on an average between three and five percent a year. Okay, and that's taking into consideration your bumps down. It's just your straight line from where we were to here we are, and it averages out. I think three. Gosh, I'm going to double check that. Okay. I think it's just over 3%. 8% is actually a pretty good chunk. I mean, okay. we're spoiled. We've been in double-digit increases for four years in a row. Hmm. We were told that two years of double-digit increases could result in a crash. And here we are. And here we are. And that crash that you and I kept thinking was imminent has not come. And there will be a correction at some point, but it's just a question of what it looks like. Look, at markets go up and down. Yeah. I, I sat with a financial planner last week, and I loved when she said, the markets will come down. That I can be sure of. I can guarantee you that the market will come down, and it will go up again, and it will come down, because it is a cyclical thing, and it is a market. And I, Any realtor who says prices will never drop, 
it's a very irresponsible message. Right. We know they will drop. Will they drop to 2014 prices or 2002 prices? Will they drop to last month? Will Will March be a little lower than February? You know what I mean? But will it always be on an increase? No, it won't. It just yeah. feels like that because we've been at it for so long. Right. Which can also be that cautionary moment but i'm not going to go there i'm thinking okay. i'll thinking super positively. positive for 2017 i have one question for you before sure. we, before we leave as our city becomes more multicultural how much do you think with all of the holidays coming up that we're going to be doing real estate transactions on christmas day and new year's day because not everyone celebrates those days it's true and i i would tell you in most years someone on our team is selling something between Christmas Christmas and New Year's. We kind of joke about it, like who's going to be working through the holidays. Right. Um, there's usually something selling. Um, but I don't know because that's kind of a loaded question. But I would think just about everyone in our city loves some of the holidays just to know that everything's closed and they have an excuse to stay home in their pajamas. And they're not doing <laughs> a deal on Christmas I don't. Day. I don't celebrate some of those holidays and I would say I still love knowing it's Everyone else's holiday, and I can stay home in my pajamas for a day. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Another interesting topic on, uh, on our next show, so please stay tuned. You can catch the podcast 24-7, 365 at com, and you can go to realestatetoronto.com for any other current Absolutely. listings or contact information. Or you can just call us because we're old school, and we will pick up the phone at 416-230-8500. And for those of us that we do miss uh, in the next few weeks, we do wish everyone a very very happy new year all right we'll catch you next week